have the day that we're born. We have a certain number of days that we're going to live. But we don't know exactly the day that we're going to die. My name is Carl Johnson. I am Joe Average for all party purposes, but I'm a millionaire. My wife and I are millionaires. We're multi-millionaires. I don't drive a nice car. Hey, this I is Carl Johnson from Jam Session. Joe Average Millionaire. And today I'm out. I'm going to talk about one of the things talked about uh, preparing for different parts of your life but you have to prepare for the day that you die the reason is and, and, and I came to this is you don't know that we all have the day that we're born we have a certain number of days that we're gonna live but we don't know exactly the day that we're gonna die we could die tomorrow we could die a week from now we could live to be a hundred years old depending on our longevity and one of the things I learned, and I have, I have, I didn't really deal with this very much until my parents got to be quite old. Um, my dad's got to a point where he wants to work out what's going to happen to him. How does he want to be buried? What are the things he wants to have done? Um, these are all things that are, are very important. What I found in a lot of cases is that. If you don't decide what you want to have done, there are family members that could end up fighting, trying to figure out what wants to be done. They may say that we talked about this and mom wanted this to happen, dad, mom wanted to be buried, mom wanted to be cremated. And whether it's true or not, or some sort of um, conversation that happened, it's an argument that has to go to court and be dealt with by the court. And that costs time and money. And those are things that you don't want to have happen with your family. So you need to prepare for the day that you die. That means having wills, living wills, HIPAA forms, uh, um, what's going to happen if you know when you're in hospital what's going to happen to your property there's things besides wills that you can do with your properties that don't have to go through probate being in the industry i have noted in the real estate industry i've noticed with probate it's amazing how much families will fight with each other and i've even talked with my attorneys about this it's amazing how families will turn on each other and how they will will argue with each other and things will get so ugly because mom and dad, or you, or whatever it is, didn't take care of what they want to have happen to them when they die. It's amazing the number of houses that I've gone through where somebody has lived in this house, it's the most beautiful house, it has very beautiful things, and once a family goes through there looking for cash and jewelry tipping things over dumping stuff out. it's like they've ransacked the house looking for things and sometimes the parents will tell the kids hey there's money hidden in this house so don't just let it go go through and look but they'll be arguing about what it is and then even families can even argue about who gets what I know when my grandmother lived to be 104 years old 
if you turned anything over in her house, she had someone's name on it that this is for you. Do you want this? So even though you didn't have it at that time, she had left it for you. But that doesn't mean that somebody's going to come in and take that picture off the wall and, and, and take it for themselves. There's no proof. So you need to itemize these things out in many cases so that the right people get the right things. And sometimes you, I've even seen where where you might have one person that feels that they have been a big caregiver and that they deserve more than what the other family gets. And you have big, huge arguments that way and families fall apart. So take care of your business. I have a, a friend, a, a, a friend, an acquaintance that he lived at his mom's house and he says, well, I was a caretaker of her until the day they died and that he deserved more or something more. Uh, and then the other family members, they claim, well, the reason he was living at the house was because he was a, uh, he didn't get out on his own. Right? So was he really a caretaker of the family or the parents or not? So you don't want to have those arguments. I'm trying to think of some other things that, that could happen. Um, I know in the state of Texas there's seven different documents, and, and if you will go log on, I'll give you a, a location where you can find that information. But even there's a thing called a TODD, Transfer Upon Death Deed, that you can do with your house. In the state of Texas, they have a ladybird deed. See, there's so many legal things that you need to take care of, and and... The other thing is, is, is if you don't take care of those things, those things can become, get stuck in probate. You know, it takes time and money to probate something. Uh, if a person doesn't have a will, you can take four or five years to probate. And if you have a business that you're running, that business gets stuck in limbo. It may be able to operate. But who owns the business? How does it get divided up with the family members? You have certain family members that feel that they provided more uh, than others and they feel that maybe they should deserve more and then maybe the mom and dad who own the business they want to have the business divided out equally in some way and, and have plans for certain people to be taken care of in different ways let's say you have a, 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 I'm thinking of a hypothetical situation let's say you have a family of, of four children and one children is is uh, has cerebral palsy or is has a, or is unable to take care of themselves adequately and so that person has to be cared for in a certain way how does that person get property how does that person taken care of do some of the other family members feel that they should get everything and let him get take that person get taken care of in a certain way it's up to you as a person to take care of that kind of business because if you don't the government has a plan whether you have a will or not Uncle Sam the government has a plan and that plan is not as good as what you could do in many cases from what I understand is let's say you went into probate court and they will assign an attorney a judge will assign an attorney to probate to oversee uh, uh, how the property is is disseminated among everybody yeah, 
And what ends up happening is that person gets paid a fee, two, three, four hundred dollars an hour. And in many cases, it's just a way for the attorneys to eat up, and there's really nothing, eat up the cost of everything and the money. And, and by the time everything's solved, there's really that mu not that much left. Take a look at, at people like uh, uh, Marilyn Monroe. She had a sizable estate, and once she had died unexpectedly, um, since she had no will, by the time it was probated after many years, I think there was hardly anything left. And so once the, once the government and attorneys get their hands involved in things, many times there's not much left for the people in the end. So it is you who has to learn how to prepare those things and prepare for your death. The other thing is that what if you get sick and you end up being in hospital for many, many years? It, it, that can run, one, a sickness can put you in a position where it just totally uh, dissolves all of your uh, wealth in a matter of a few years until there's nothing left. So take care of your business. Take Prepare for the day that you die.